0: Saga Studios presents Game Master Saga. Welcome to Game Master Saga, where I discuss all of the things Game Masters have to do to get a game ready for the players. Hopefully with my 15 years plus experience, I can help you find shortcuts and new ways to prep your table for your players to wow them and to make it look effortless in the process. Um, In the first couple episodes, I'll be covering three things that I think you need to run an effective and a captivating game. They're not necessities, but for my table they always are. Um, We're not going to discuss the books. I'll have a whole episode on books uh, from different systems, but I do have some here. Um, But I'm just going to move forward assuming that you have all of the necessary materials to run the game. That being said, what do you need to play a very immersive game and enthrall your players number one on that list for me has always been story if you don't have a good story if you don't have something that's actually going to capture the feeling and the emotions of your players they're probably not going to be invested for a long period of time a lot of campaigns end very quickly um, or at least by level 10 because the players are tired of what's going on, they're tired of the repetitiveness, they don't want to do the same things over and over again, or they don't have a sense of freedom in the world. So, how do you combat these things? With a good storyline. And the very first thing you can do for that storyline is to create a living world, or at least the illusion of a living world. And that's kind of where it's at. It's it's always an illusion. How do you create a world? How do you create something that's living and breathing that obviously isn't? It all exists in your head, in your notebooks, on a game table. What I do to create this living breathing worlds: first I start with a map. You can draw this on notebook paper or you can use very expensive programs that allow you to do it. So the the map is important it doesn't have to be accurately scaled it doesn't have to be beautifully drawn and you don't ever even have to show it to your players as long as you have it and you can look at your map and have an idea of where things are happening so what I would suggest doing is to create a map of at least three different countries within your world. You don't have to do the entire world. You can do one continent on that world. Um, Some games take place entirely within a single city, but whatever your world is, make sure you create that world. If it's a city, what are the districts? Where are the districts? Why are they where they are? Um, These are important questions to ask, and in that same Regard. If you're creating a, a continent, what are the countries? Why are the countries the way they are? Do these people hate these people? Are any of these countries at war with one another? Those are some very simple questions that you can always ask yourself to go through and create your map. You know, You've got your map, you've got your countries, or your districts, or whatever it is that you've got. You've got your separations. You have your reasons why those separations exist, and you know whether or not any of those separate entities are uh, in fighting with one another. If, they have, if they're at war, if they're at peace, why are they at war? Why are they at peace? Once you have that, and you have a basis for that, the way you create a living world is to add history to it. Um, what I always suggest for someone, first off, I'm a world builder. I know this about myself. I overdo it and 90% of the worlds that I build never get seen by my players because they're either not interested in going over here because I put stuff in very specific spots and so if they never go there they never find out what it was and that's on them that's not my problem. I very much enjoyed creating it so I got what I wanted out of it and I would have loved to have had my players actually experience some of those things but if they never do they never do. That being said, what you can do, and this is what I suggest a lot of people do, and sometimes I do it myself, is I have an idea about something that is neat. It's an old historical thing. We'll say a battle that happened a thousand years ago. It's barely remembered, but it is in the history books. And um, it was uh, this old fort that was besieged upon by say 10,000 orcs and this group of 500 brave soldiers kept them at bay until help could come they survived through but a thousand years later this fort has fallen into disrepair and it is ruins now and some successful checks and you know history checks or uh, knowledge local checks and things like that could possibly tell you some of this information may also lead you to some hidden areas of this particular fort if people want to delve into it and then you can add artifacts into the game to where people can dig up history but it's also beneficial to them as players to do these things so they go into this fort, they find a hidden passage they go down here, there's some old zombies or something down there it doesn't really matter what it is as long as it makes sense for the area and they find this artifact this artifact room and it is a historical relic of this ancient battle that is down there create yourself a magic item it doesn't have to be a high level magic item it just has to be neat and there's the thing it doesn't even have to be a good magic item as long as it's cool and it has a hook your players may use it once or twice And they'll probably forget about it and then later they'll be looking through their inventory list they'll see this artifact that they picked up and they'll remember this really cool story about this fort and these 500 men who made it through the night waiting for help to arrive that's the story that's the really cool story right do you need a location for this no and here's where the breathing living world thing happens When you get to your map and your players are out traveling on their watches or whatnot, and this helps spice up travel, you can see. Oh, well, off to the side, you see a large ruin. It looks like an old fort. Do the players have time? Maybe they do. Mark this location on your map. This was 500 man fort. So you have your map, you mark the location, where they are in your world. Okay, that cool story I had, that will have taken place here. You don't have to know where it's going to have taken place before. I like to know where my stuff takes place, but sometimes I still have the random thing. Because it's good to be able to throw something into a game when your players aren't expecting it. Now your players may then, at that point, pass right on by and you can scratch out 500-man fort off of your map. Just get rid of it. And later, while they're traveling, maybe maybe the situation's not as dire this time. Maybe they don't feel like they need to keep moving or something like that. They're traveling. Off in the distance, you see an old fort. It is broken down, um, but there is a, a sparkle in one of the towers. Give them a little reason to try to go. Oh, you know what? Hey, let's go investigate that. 500-man fort. That was right here. And now you have this little piece of history that's in your world that your players, once they get up to and they hear this little this story, you know, they, they figure out what this is and they do their history rules or their knowledge local checks or whatever it is for whatever system you're in. They have this sense of, oh my god, was this prepared the whole time? They don't really know. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. There have been times where some of the coolest things in my games happened because two seconds before my players rolled a perception check to see what was going on, I had a really cool idea. And I just blurted it out. And then I had to take notes because I needed to remember where we were and what was going on. Um, In that same regard, I've had some of the best moments of my game that were 100% completely planned out. And so both work very well. And for your player base, let's say your players wanna go off into the middle of nowhere. And they didn't decide that until the beginning of your game session. And you have these little nuggets. I would say create 10 of these little nuggets to just throw into your world. And whenever they're like, let's say game session starts, it's like. Okay, you guys need to go kill the, the big bad guy. That's what was going on last, and everyone's like, "Yeah, now what? That's dumb. We want to go over here." I'm like, okay, go over there. It's 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 your it's your 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 uh your adventure. You're running around in it. Um, go over there. Maybe the big bad guy uh, gets away. Who knows? But you get to decide what you do in the world. And when they get there you have a list of 10 little things right And get over there hey so what's over here oh this 500 man fort and so then they're like oh man does he have this entire map prepared and the reality is is that sometimes you might but sometimes you might just have a story prepared sometimes you might come up with that story on the way to it um and, and the reality is is that your players they're going to be enthralled with that living breathing world even if they don't explore most of it because it's going to feel like the world around them actually has history and that it actually exists and at any given point in time they ask somebody hey did you did you uh, did you ever read any books about 500 man fort your npcs can be like yeah i i uh, i read um i read a book in in, uh, in grade school about that story it was it was beautifully told in all of this And, you know, or whatever, right? Throw that little piece of history if your players want to ask other people about it. They want to go to the king of that region and they want to be like, hey, we found this artifact. You can then have all of this interaction that never would have happened if you had just let's bear straight down the storyline. And I'm not saying that it's not a good idea to try to guide your players in, in a direction, but let them have fun. Let them go off and have fun and give them a world to exist in because if you leave your door today and you just go walking chances are you're going to find something you didn't know was there if you do research on that thing you didn't know was there you're probably going to learn some history you didn't know that's how the real world works make your world real for them and bring that into your story the best way you can your world is the story everyone thinks that the big bad guy is the story and yeah he is he's trying to destroy the world or whatever it is he's doing right but your world your history and what your players are doing right now the story that they are unfolding as they go forward and definitely with your story you need bullet points you need timelines you need all of these things create your big bad guy create a timeline for his plan have that timeline executed on time. If your players aren't trying to stop him, if they're not trying to do something, move up the line. And we'll cover that more in the big bad guy section, because I do have, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna cover that in a later episode about big bad guys and timelines and how to make a situation seem dire, but also to allow your players to have some fun, right? Um, but the reality is, if they feel like all that exists is the big bad guy, and there's not a world for them to save, there's not an actual world for them to save, it's not going to be as, emotion- as emotionally uh, important for them to actually save it. If they have time, and they want to get out into your world, and find things, and do things, they need to know that the world that they live in is worth saving, or they're not going to save it. They're not going to care. All they're gonna do is go down the line. They're gonna do their very best to one-shot everything they can. They're going to gain the experience if you do experience. If you do, um, uh, what's it called? Benchmarks or um, basically everyone levels up at the same time uh, at certain areas in your game. Well, that's a little different. They can't just gain the system, but. Like, if they think beating the big bad guy is the only important thing in the world, they can literally go out into the the wilderness searching for goblins and just kill goblins until they've had enough experience. It's not the best way to do it. It's not the most fun way to do it. But it is something that players will do if they feel like there's no motivation to move forward. Remember always, your story is the most important piece of your game. Your players need to feel like they belong, and like they are actually creating a piece of this world's history. That's what the story is right now. The piece of history they are creating. Um, So if you do these things, uh, you you, you can make a great game, and you can make it seem like you built a world for your players. Just always remember, it's your sandbox, and they're getting to play in it do not let your players dictate how your world works if you have specific things set up for your world whether it be um air and elementals are evil in this world for some reason that's just how it is you know if you have um giants giants are the benevolent leaders they're not bad guys in this world they're not hostile they're not that's fine that's your world do it that way and don't let your players get all upset about it If you have race restrictions on your world, so let's say you don't want any flying races because for whatever reason in the story you've created, no flying races evolved on this planet. That's your world. And don't let your players get mad about it, and if they do get mad about it, they don't have to play at your table. But don't let them dictate how your game gets ran. You're the game master. Master that table. So, in the next episode, I'm going to talk about some of the things that, you can, that can help you bring your world to life. That are specifically going to help make that story be more realistic and real to your players. So, every time I do one of these episodes, um, I want to give a plot hook um, to help you get a game started. If you've never ran a game or if you're having trouble figuring out what to do for your next game, I'm going to give you guys some plot hooks and do with them what you want. Um. So, your players wake up on an island with no knowledge of how they got there or knowledge of each other. In the distance looms a large broken down fortress. It calls to them. Let them discover their equipment in the first little bit of the game and tie your big bad evil guy to the location in some way. Maybe this was his old family home or otherwise but give them the nugget of knowledge to send them on their way. Uh, Provide a means of escape off the island at the end of the investigation slash encounter, however you choose to run that, and start your story from here. Here's the important part. Have each of your players, during their character creation, have a tragic thing from their past that causes them to be alone in the world and mistrusting of others can they overcome that mistrust to work together to solve this to save their lives off of this island and then to possibly save the world the trust they build between themselves will be the strongest thing on the planet and when when they finally do so have them have a reason to be mistrustful of others it'll make for some really good rp in the beginning and i think you'll probably enjoy it as well as, as the dm watching them kind of bicker and not trust each other it'll be fun This plot hit can be used as a one-shot. You can remove some of the elements of the BBEG or the big bad evil guy and run it as a one-shot or you can use it to kick off your campaign. Feel free to use and change it to suit your needs. Always remember, you can do it and keep telling stories. Until next time, I'm Nathan Witt. Game Master Saga is a Saga Studios production.